politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow patriots under siege to day 18 of the great American siege and lockdown, the great suspension of our Constitution. This is Daniel Horowitz in the House on Wednesday, April 1st. And look, I know all of you wish this would be just one one big April Fool's joke. One nightmare that we could just wake up from. And go back to normal. But clearly that's not going to happen on all fronts. Um, First, just uh, some housekeeping today on this April Fool's Day. I thought I would have a kid on this day born and I still don't know. But I slept for less than three hours last night. So I take no responsibility for this show. My brain is thinking really, really slowly. Um, I, my mouth, usually my mouth can't keep up with my brain. Now my brain can't keep up with my mouth. Cause I'm just so, so, so exhausted. Um, we had, my wife had false labor. What I what appears to be false labor in the middle of the night. I was just a minute away from calling my sister to come over and watch the kids so we can go to the hospital, but then it subsided and now it's been dormant for a little while. So I don't know. I decided to record a little bit earlier today just in case uh, I got to run out, wanted to make sure you have today's show where things stand. Where are we headed? You know, one of the biggest disappointments of where we sit here today is that everything you and I have talked about together for the last number of years on how the conservative movement is so broken It is without solutions, without ideas, without a forceful message for the issues of our time. Well, now we have an existential crisis that crashes together at the worst time and creates the convergence of a crossroads for every single policy under the sun. And there really is no message. My colleagues, as you all know, in this business are still focusing on the most minute points imaginable. So they're still on that twenty five million dollars for the Kennedy Center. And again, I, I get it. I understand it. But it's all about the talking points and not about policy outcomes. And now it's not even policy outcomes. It's civilization outcomes. It's human survival. They, they, they just don't have the answers. I have never been this scared for our liberty, for our country. I've never been this concerned about the Trump administration, where you look at every front, the spending, the bailouts, the lockdowns, the jailbreak. Today, if nothing happens within the next few hours, they're going through with conducting the H-1B visa lottery to bring in 85,000 foreign nationals, including a certain amount from China, mainly from India, at a time when they're predicting 35% unemployment. And frankly, if this goes uh, goes on as long as they predict and are cheering for and longing for, I can't see how 65% of Americans are employed. Because remember, I mean, most of you who... um, 
have jobs that are completely reasonably effective at home, it's usually built on some degree of other people in your company or at least in other companies and other industries down the supply chain that are working physically. And if they're shut down, at some point, there's going to be no work. I mean, even in our industry, which is all about online and, you know, clicks and everything, and hence click servitism. At some point, the advertisers dry up because if there's nobody to advertise because they're out of business, even if you could continue operating. So that's where we are as a nation. And we really don't have any answers. I put out a video last night on our Facebook uh, fan page. If you're not a subscriber if you, uh, to it, uh, make sure you go her with Citizen Sanctuary. Um, you're going to see some videos from me occasionally. We're not doing this show is only audio for now. But if you want to see videos, that's where they will be posted. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Citizen Sanctuary. We just started a Twitter page. So I put out a video talking about what we can do as a people. And I want to first just preface this by saying we all have to recognize our fallibility at this moment. We don't have all the answers and nobody does. Nobody understands this virus. The reality is people like me and Tom Cotton pushed for a complete shutoff when it mattered in early January. And once we let it in for months, this ship, this horse left the barn. Lockdowns don't help because remember, as we talked about yesterday with our special guest from a legal standpoint, but it's true from a prudential standpoint, historically, the quarantines we had were quarantines, meaning we were able to early on identify here's a smallpox outbreak. Here's a yellow fever outbreak. Let's go and quarantine it from the general population. But what we had in these countries in America and in most European countries. is Because of the worship on the pagan altar of China globalization and their dependency on China, they were too scared to shut off travel from China when it mattered. And what that did is it brought the virus everywhere. Again, remember, the advocates for doomsday, the advocates for permanent lockdown They can't have it both ways. If you're going to say this is terribly deadly and terribly contagious, well, then it was terribly deadly and terribly contagious in January as well. So you let that in. I mean, hence what they're, you know, what you're seeing in a lot of places, uh, growth in the virus outside of New York. Well, I mean, people have been quarantined where I am in Baltimore for well over 14 days from now. I mean, how do you bring it in? The answer is that it already was in. So what we did was we quarantined, so to speak, the entire population among them, people that already had it together with people who didn't have it. This is the only logical explanation for the dichotomy of outcomes between um, the Asian countries and and the Western countries. And again, when I say Asia, I don't mean China. I I, I don't trust a word they say. They clearly had more than 4000 deaths. Everyone knows that it's obvious. They lie. Every word out of their mouth is a lie. But if you look at, at Hong Kong, and which, which is right, right there, and Taiwan, Singapore, South Korea, Japan, what, what is very clear is that 
they they understand exactly the threat from China. They acted immediately. They tested. They did contact tracing. Um, everyone wore masks and gloves and they were tested to go into buildings, but they did continue going in. And that's how ironically, yet sensibly, they have an exponentially better outcome than all the co- other countries. Because what did the other countries do? They were PC about China. They let it in forever. They were caught asleep at the wheel. And then suddenly they woke up. Oh my gosh, we got a problem. People are dying. And then the more people die, the more they get tyrannical. And then the more people die. And then they say, well, we need lockdown because people will die. But the reality is once you've reached that stage, the cake is baked. Whether it's six, seven, eight weeks. I mean, we'll see how long the, the main thrust of this lasts. At that point, there's not much you can do that's going to change the outcomes. And certainly from going to severe social distancing to full house arrest, there is no evidence whatsoever that helps at that stage. And and you're seeing that because the only country that seems to have a better outcome, only 770 or so deaths, a 0.3% death rate is Germany. Because Germany is the one country that acted very early. They saw this coming in and they started identifying where it was and isolating it. Hence quarantine. But quarantine doesn't work when it's been in every county of your country for for weeks on end before you take action. And, you know, that's why I saw just a very, very powerful statement. um, That. This is from Amanda Presto. She is a writer for the Daily Wire. She put out on Twitter yesterday, two days ago. Lombardi was on lockdown since February 22nd. Yet, over that time, they accounted for one-fifth of the global deaths. That one part of Italy. Then you look at Japan, Sweden, and Germany and look at their outcomes. And she says it's vital that we question the science behind lockdowns, of course. But that's the point. And what scares me is that, yes, deaths are going to go up. I warned about this. My, my approach, and, 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 you know, it might be a little bit different than some of the guests that I have on the show. I have guests on because I feel they have good insights, but there might be one or two very minor points I disagree with. So the guests yesterday seemed to really think, oh, you know, this is, we're not, we don't have any perspective. It's like the flu. No, I mean, I do think that on the one hand, this is going to be almost as ubiquitous as the flu. So that does really increase the denominator and therefore the death rate will be much lower than they're predicting. And their models have already been debunked. But on the other hand, it is going to be higher than the flu. So, you know, no matter what, that, when it's a lot of people, even even a very low denominator uh, numerator is going to be a lot of people. I mean, I, I already know families who have lost loved ones from this, and I, I'm sure a lot of you do as well. But the question is, at some point, are we are we in God's hands? And I don't mean, hey, let's just uh, go outside and do everything, mass gatherings, not be careful. But I'm saying there's this sense that. It's always in the hands of government. We got to do something. But ironically, when God gave us that opportunity to do something in the hands of government, we didn't do it. 
And now, now those very same people, it's almost a linear relationship between the people who oppose, who oppose the travel ban early on and taking this seriously, and they're focused on impeachment, both sides, both the left and the pseudo-right. To this day, you could Google it. My podcast from January. Don't focus on impeachment. Let's focus on coronavirus. So don't accuse me of not taking this seriously. My thinking is in line with this study that came out Monday from the medical journal called the um, Lanson, Lanson Infectious Diseases. They, they put the, they tried to estimate the mild, the mildly afflicted and the, um, what do you call it? The asymptomatic as well. Cause that's the big question. And they put they, they, using their methodology, they wind up putting the mortality rate at 0.66%. So about two thirds of a percentage point. Now, to be clear, that's almost seven times greater than the flu, which is why you are seeing a lot of stress in the hospitals and the ventilators in particular. And remember, it's coming from one pathogen. The flu and pneumonia is usually the convergence of a lot of different viruses that turn into whatever complications that wind up killing those people. So this is a big deal. But the question is, at this point, when the very people pushing the tyranny failed us, is that the right strategy? And if we're going to cause all this harm. I mean, they're telling people nobody is allowed in anyone else's house. So, like, I mean, it became a big deal. Like, what do what does someone like me do to take my wife to the hospital when I have three young kids? You know, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable asking my next door neighbor because because I know they take it very seriously. So, look, my sister, she's not next door. She's about two miles away. So she's willing to do it and you know told me to call her anytime of night. But I mean, there's a lot of very serious medical problems. And the medicine that's been shut down. And I don't mean, you know, just, oh, well, they have to treat coronavirus. I'm talking about in many swaths of the country that have little or no effect at least at this point, from it, they're already shut down. That, that's where, where they're holding. And, um, you know, obviously it depends on age. With uh, older adults, it could, the death rate's approximately 7.8% among those over 80. It's 0.001 among those under nine years of age. For the age group younger than 40 in totality, they estimate this is just one study. We just don't know. Nobody knows. They estimate 0.16. You can look it up. It's a CNN article. Coronavirus death rate is lower than previously reported, study says, but it's still deadlier than the seasonal flu. So I want to make it very, very clear. This is a plague. This is biblical what's going on here. There is something from God. And both what's biblical and spiritual is the plague itself and the response to it, which is worse than the plague. But God wants something from us, and the best we can do is pray. But what I'm very disappointed in is I am very scared about this Trump presidency. In many ways, Trump being president 
but going along with the worst of the worst of the worst of the very globalist people that he bashed is killing us in two ways. Right. Number one is serving as a wet blanket on conservative activism because it's a little bit hard for our guys. What am I calling for? For people to get involved, you know, rebel against their their county council, city council, state legislatures, demand they come into session. Demand oversight, demand limitations, demand balance. But when the Trump administration is going full bore Democrat governors now. It's a little bit hard to get people stoked. Well, you know. So instead, they're too busy defending Trump. But what it is, what are you defending him on? He's landing in the same policy outcomes as the as the left. Prod him and pressure him into taking the right stance on China, on deregulation. And, and they've done some good things on deregulation, I must say. But permanent deregulation in legislation, the right balance of 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 uh, of rescue and spending. But instead, I mean, he's not president. Kushner and Fossey are president. This is a text I'm going to read to you from someone who would definitely be in the know, very much in the know. Let me just say very much in the know. I, I asked him, hey, like, is the is the H-1B lottery scheduled for April 1st really still on schedule? And he said to me a couple things. He said lockdown mentality, meaning like, you know, the lockdown governors is in full force here. And the grasping for additional executive authorities is real. Um, yes, it seems the H-1B lottery is for sure happening. Wolf and Liddell. Wolf is the DHS secretary. Little is um, basically the top guy in the administration running the, the, the one of the top policy guys at uh, DHS. And he was a um, Kushner guy. Wolf and Little are dead set on it. So we have people dead set for, on bringing in 85,000 workers at a time when we are going to blow out the Great Depression. I mean, everyone's telling me the models and projections say that you need to do the Democrat governor lockdown. Trump himself, you saw at the press conference, has bought this hook, line and sinker. So really, are are the models also telling us we have to bring in 85,000 H-1B visas? Are the models telling us you need jailbreak? I'm asking for a friend. But I mean, this is coming out of the Trump administration. And, and so it's stifling activism. If you had a Democrat president now, our people would be in full scale rebellion. But then there's another more subtle point. And that is like. Part of the problem we have now. Let, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. What's happening here now at a federal level, at a state level, even among those who are more prudent and know better. And I can't blame them. It's the following. The media has made coronavirus the ultimate. Like, had you been there in during the Holocaust and had been able to save civilization, would you have done it? I mean, this is the ultimate virtue signaling to end all virtual signaling. And with every death that's going to happen now, when it's thanks to their insidious policies over the last two months, ignoring this, 
it's going, they're going to say, oh my gosh, had you done this, fewer people would have died. And, and you can never disprove a negative. That's the problem. So it's a very tough thing for someone to swallow. So the problem is because they perceive Trump as Jesse Helms, as you and I, as a right winger. The media and the Democrats are responding as if he is like that. So they're forcing his hand more. Their check on Trump's behavior is more severe than ever. As if he's doing right wing things. But ultimately, he's not doing those things. And he winds up doing what the left wants on every damn policy now. Tell me how Pelosi would be any different. He's talking about more Fed printing yesterday. Another $2 trillion bill. He tweeted about it. I mean, tell me what Pelosi would be doing different. But at least if it's Pelosi, we could blame it on them. And the media can't push this stuff. But the media is pushing it as if you're getting Donald Trump. But in reality, you're getting President Kushner, President Burks, President Fossey, which is no different than President Pelosi. It's the worst of all worlds. I know people that have a lot of influence now that are very worried. They have finally woken up from their slumber and like, holy hell, we have lost this administration. Very, very dark. But meanwhile, we are told this is what needs to be done to save lives. And the reality is nobody knows. Nobody, this thing is so much bigger than us. Because again, everyone has been as quarantined as po- people are scared to death. People are snitching on their neighbors. People, I mean, the reality is you could always find stories and videos of gatherings or whatever, but Certainly where I live, and I'm sure where almost all of you live, it is as locked down as could be, even self-regulated without any government edicts. It's already like that. And it's been that way for 14 days, and yet it's spreading. So clearly there's more to this than, than we understand. Lockdown has never worked. But... Do you know what's not being locked down? The criminal stuff. The sickening criminal stuff. So, folks, before we go through some of the crime stories, I just want you guys to know that this is all in the models and projections. It's all science. Everything that's happening is science. And if you raise any questions and try to posit other strategies and better policies, you don't care about lives. You aren't taking this seriously. So part of the models say, I guess, that you need to release criminals. Now, thankfully, I'm so tired and I don't have the energy to get upset here and blow a gasket. But if you are on blood pressure medication, you might want to turn off the show now. I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you. Remember, there was a schmuck from yesterday, Hillsborough County Sheriff. This is Tampa, Florida. Chad Cronister. Who gave a virtue signaling press conference and talked about the Bible. And he arrested this pastor for holding services. In his church, which, again, 
generally speaking, I would not advise now, but there appears to be a lot more to that story that they spent a lot of money sanitizing large auditorium, kept the distance from everyone. Um, but again, we are told, we are told that mass transit has to be kept open. And by the way, an interesting thing, it's page 839 of the CARES Act, the, the, the big uh, pandemic panic uh, pandering bill. 839 spent 25 billion on mass transit. Shouldn't we rethink mass transit? I mean, cars and freedom are the ultimate individualism and helps not spread viruses. But while we do that, we're shutting down businesses and restaurants that literally don't have large crowds or could easily deal with it. Unlike mass transit, which is just going to be a dumpster fire. You know, a guy who has a bagel shop in my, uh, uh community he was crying just put out a video um you know begging people to you know he'll deliver and whatever it's just it's really terrible what's happening um but they're shut down you know even if you do a small service that you follow all the guidelines shut down it's in the science that's going to save lives and if you don't more people are going to die they, they have it all worked out um doctor's offices dentists i mean this is a whole nother story maybe we'll talk about more tomorrow just the degree to which this is coming full circle. Like there's one thing if you at least leave medical open, but they're shutting down so much medical and they're furloughing. Like this is a time where we right? I mean, everyone agrees we got to defeat coronavirus. You need as many healthcare workers as possible. They're, they're letting, they're laying them off. Maybe we'll get to that later. But criminals are let go. So I'm here to tell you this very sheriff that arrested this pastor yesterday. Other pastors being arrested in North Carolina for protesting abortion clinics. It was just a handful of them, maybe five, six of them. Very distant from each other. This very dirtbag Sheriff Chronister released 163 criminals from prison. Locked up the pastor let out 163 criminals. Of course, he said, oh, they are very, and there, there's, there's no cases in the, in the, in the prison, so it's, ult- it's the ultimate quarantine. He said it's precautionary. And he said that these are the lowest public safety risk people. They were merely sitting in jail because they could not afford to pay the amount it would take to bond out. Well, Channel 10 News there dug into them, and if you look, almost all of them were locked up for theft, burglary, and drugs. Now, I know that doesn't sound like really big, but you understand, based on everything we've been talking about, most people don't sit in jail anymore. And if you're getting locked up for theft, burglary, and drugs nowadays, it usually means there's more to the story. It almost always, maybe some of them you could say are low level, but among the 163, the overwhelming majority will be one or a mixture of the following. They either had massive priors. They had accompanying other charges that were dropped. They pled down, you know, it could have been armed robbery that was played, pled down to burglary. Could have been other charges where they just wound up getting them on drugs, but they were arrested for more serious assault and things like that. In other words, none of that is being taken into account. 
And it's not like they're doing a threat assessment. They're just looking, oh, I'm designating that as a low level offense. But that's literally what they're sitting in there in this iteration of the confinement for that crime. Nothing else being taken into account. And again, this is the the general plague that we have with jailbreak even before the Corona jailbreak. That there's no accounting for this. As we spoke about last week, this woman in Utah who was violently attacked by this man in her own bed. She, he, he, this guy broke into her home. Well, he was let go two days prior because he was only serving time for drug charges. But again, most of these people are the violent people. And now with the streets empty and the shops vacant, you're letting out burglars? Farther south in Florida, Palm Beach County, while the people are under a shelter-in-place order, well, I guess criminals don't really shelter in place. State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg, Palm Beach, we have seen an uptick in the number of burglaries because unfortunately some people are trying to take advantage of others during this time of crisis. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Doesn't take a genius to figure out that this jailbreak is not rooted in concern for public health. And it's certainly not going to be limited to low-level offenders. California Governor Gavin Newsom, you might have seen yesterday, Breitbart had this up. He commuted the sentences of 14 people convicted of murder. Is that low level? He cited coronavirus and the concern of spreading the disease for expediting their release. Several of them were convicted of murdering children. One was convicted of murdering a pregnant woman. Two of them are immigrants who are just released without being given over to ICE. So again, we are letting out other countries' criminals, other countries' murderers. This is what we're dealing with now. And again, you might have seen yesterday, one court after another is now ordering ICE to release other countries' criminals. Again, ICE only really apprehends not just any illegal alien, but, but illegal aliens that commit other crimes as well. See, everyone's talking about a stimulus for airlines. Airlines are going bankrupt. I have a perfect job for them. There are 3.2 million criminal aliens in this country, at least, known by ICE. And then there's however many hundred thousand, not really, more like 60,000 in their custody. Why don't you kill two birds with one stone and you stimulate the airlines by flying them the hell back? And that way, there's no concern about them spreading coronavirus in the ICE facilities. There's no concern about them committing, continuing to commit crimes in America. I mean, really, if the left is able to use this as an impetus for doing everything they want to do that has nothing to do with coronavirus and is often counterintuitive, shouldn't we at least push policies that solve the problem? Garbage in, garbage out. If you're going to tell me there's a coronavirus threat in ICE facilities, You're right. Why are they sitting in ICE facilities? Only because we have this judicial process that's unconstitutional. Because constitutionally, if you're here illegally, you need to be removed. You don't have a right to a trial and an immigration judge. That's only if we're trying to lock you up indefinitely. But if we're trying to let you go. And by the way, another important lie, some of you might not realize, but you need to get this out to um, your members of Congress. 
email the White House on this about this ICE jailbreak. ICE doesn't hold these people. They are free to do what's called voluntary voluntary departure. They want to have it both ways and litigate themselves into status, but then be released. So ICE is like, no, we're going to hold you. But they are not forcibly held. I mean, unless they've really committed something very heinous. But in general, they are eligible for voluntary departure. So it's a big point that's never talked about. This is now occurring in every single state. In red states, Greg Abbott announced he's going to block jailbreak. I don't know what's happening. Harris County, Texas is releasing them. The mayor, Sylvester Turner, he begged the criminals. He really nicely. He, I'm sure many of you have seen the video. It's, it's hilarious. Quote, until the coronavirus is resolved, criminals take a break. OK, stay home, stay home and don't commit any crimes. Wait till the coronavirus is over and then we'll be all OK. That's, that's literally what he said. Folks, if you're a pastor, a business owner, you're worried about getting arrested. Here's my advice to you. If a cop catches you, just tell him you're on your way to committing a low level offense. Well, then then you're off the hook because you can't be arrested, right? We're told to shut up and whether you like it or not, this must be done for your well-being. It's all science. It's in the models. It's in the projections. That's the message brought to you by the Ministry of Truth in Oceania in 1984. We've got to ask questions. We've done everything we can as a people. You can't get more than that. Well, I guess you could. You look at some other countries, they have the military policing and God knows what they're going to do. Even for essential things in Panama, men and women could only go out in alternating days. I mean, is that really where we need to head? You know, in your heart of hearts, there is nothing that that's going to stop in terms of deaths. But all they have to do is point to, well, more people are dying, so we need to, we need to do, do something more, find something more. Americans are really hurting. Oh, but let, let, let's bring in 85,000 H-1B. I mean, have we even thought about just, I mean, forget about the fact that you're taking a nuclear winter on our economy and bringing in foreign workers just from a labor standpoint, but from a coronavirus or just a general virus standpoint. Really? Now is the time for more immigration? Bringing in people from India and, yes, uh, China. Folks, if we don't watch out, we're going to be left with an outcome of Americans losing their liberty and self-governance permanently losing our jobs and self-sufficiency permanently. Yet, more immigrants from China with Chinese-made products to spy on us. I mean, you gotta laugh. This is so sad. So, so sad. But that's where we are. That's where we are at this point. Federal Appeals Court, I missed this from earlier this week or it was last week, it blocks withholding of funds for, for sanctuary jurisdictions. Didn't the Supreme Court just stay one of them? Well, yes, I think they did. But it doesn't matter. Do you understand? Not a single one of these, I mean, the most tyrannical acts of government in all of our history 
Not a single one is being struck down by a court. Yet courts are still working overtime, giving illegal aliens new rights. So these very city governments that are so into law and order, you will not violate the shelter in place. The warnings are over. We don't tolerate law breaking, even though they're not laws. They're lawless, unilateral executive edicts. But when it comes to following the most foundational federal immigration laws, they could still, those very same jurisdictions could thumb their noses and get the courts to side with them. I could not have written a book depicting the reality of what we are living through today. Let me share with you one more story. WHSV in Virginia, Virginia police, man charged with shooting break-in suspect. Police in Virginia charged a man with shooting a juvenile suspect accused of breaking into a business to steal cash and merchandise, according to a department statement. Arlington County, which is a cesspool police, responded to a business around 5 a.m. Sunday where they found the juvenile suffering from a gunshot wound outside, officials said in a statement. He was taken to hospital with serious but not life-threatening injuries. Police said an employee at the business, Hamzel Abu Sharia, 33, was in a back room when the juvenile and two others broke in and began taking money items. Abu Sharia grabbed a gun and shot at the suspects multiple times, including as they tried to get away. Abu Sharia was charged with malicious wounding, reckless handling of a firearm in violation of a protective order, the statement said. Additional charges related to the alleged break-in are expected to be filed. The other two suspects accused of breaking into the business have not been found. Now, notice the guy is likely a Muslim immigrant. But I guess the religion of jailbreak and criminal rights is so profound that trumps even the intersectionality and PC of a protected class of Muslim immigrants if they are the business owner and are acting in self-defense. When I was a kid, you know, starting off in Bible school, Hebrew school, learning about Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah and reading the various Jewish uh, literature on how everything was upside down. The criminal was victim. The victim was a criminal. If someone would harm, would harm you and draw blood, they had a law, you had to pay them money for drawing blood. And as a kid, like it sounded silly. I couldn't understand it. But we are living in that time. While you are confined and your business is shut and left unprotected and criminals are let go and they break in and you defend yourself, well, then suddenly all those people that are so concerned about the jail population, both from a coronavirus standpoint and from an over-incarceration standpoint, oh boy, they will be very, suddenly they're not going to be concerned about incarceration. Let me tell you, we're rapidly reaching a time where prison will be housing exclusively people that act in self-defense cops, and those who violate the unconstitutional lockdown edicts. Everyone else is free to go. We 
are living in a time where nobody is manning the fort. I need you to help us sign up at Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary. Send share out in, in the comments section your, your ideas, your observations. The best we can do is at least get this stuff out until we could spawn a rebellion. And most of all, we got to pray. We got to pray to God. We got to pray that um, those that are sick are healed. Those that are sick from the government shutdown in many different ways are healed as well. That this tyranny is balanced with prudence. That we actually have people that are deserving of self-governance. This is getting really, really bad. And you turn on this show and you compare it to Rush and Sean and all these guys. It's almost like they have a computer system to identify the most inconsequential topics and they'll they'll talk about them. It just it boggles my mind. Also, as I said on my video, contact your state legislatures, contact, you, you know, flood all of them, your your governor, your county or city executive and councilman and demand that they convene a session and hold hearings on what the localities and states are doing. What is the science behind it on the jailbreak? There's no reason they can't hold it remotely. Tell them don't hide behind the virus. You could hold hearings remotely, make them public. They have the technology. Give me a break. If you cannot be a legislate legislator at a time when we have the convergence of every policy imaginable, then resign. Go home. Why do we need you? Their salaries should not be paid until this stops. And again, I'm going to elaborate on this in the coming days, but property taxes need to be suspended. They cannot have it both ways. They cannot induce the shutdown and then count on the federal government to bail them out. No. You break it, you own it. They need counter pressure. Right now, there is no incentive for them to question the models, question the science behind this, question the prudence behind it, and have a balanced approach. Because the more they do lockdown, the more they get accolades in the media. If they go the opposite direction, they'll get bashed. But they don't feel the pain on the other side of of the ledger because they're still collecting state taxes States are most state taxes are not being affected like federal taxes are. And the feds gave them one hundred fifty billion dollars and they know they'll give them more in a couple of weeks. That needs to stop. They need to own it. Taxes at a state level need to be suspended. While people are locked up, you can't do that to people. You can't say. Think about it, even if your mortgage is paid up, even if you don't have a job, you always have to pay real estate taxes. You can't do that. Oh, we're not going to get the revenue, uh, police and fire and medical. Okay, well, now you're going to have to make wartime decisions and be a man and make tough decisions then. Right now, they could just virtue signal on the cheap. A lot more going on here. Again, follow me at RM Conservative on Twitter. Email me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. I don't know my schedule tomorrow. God knows what, what's in store. But, uh, you know, certainly uh, thank God for these blessings of life in a time of death. 
we're all hoping for good tidings. I'm just going to leave you with a quote from the Declaration of Rights of Maryland, my home state. Trustees of the public, and as such, accountable for their conduct. Wherefore, whenever the ends of government are perverted, and public liberty manifestly endangered, and all other means of redress are ineffectual, the people may, and of right ought, to reform the old or establish a new government. The doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd, slavish, and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind. And of course, this principle was codified nationally in the Declaration of Independence that we have unalienable rights to life, liberty, property, popular sovereignty and jurisdictional sovereignty, and the right to throw off a tyrannical government. We really need to start this. You can't go from zero to 101 shot. But again, we need to at least work through the political system. But at the same time, never, ever forget your God-given rights. Till tomorrow, stay safe, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.